0: In the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm
1: Sarah Golseth.
0: It is Monday.
1: It is Monday. It's Monday. It is not the Mondayest of Mondays. That was last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a couple of things. It is camp
1: week. Yes. I so love oh, camp we get week. to
0: visit Lutheran camps across the well. We don't really get to visit them in person. It would person. be way
1: better if we could visit in person. That
0: would have been fun.
1: Let's do that. Why next didn't year. you
0: plan it that way? I'm
1: sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag.
0: Some of them are warmer than it is here. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's camp week and also there should be a new issue of the lutheran witness hitting your mailbox today really i, I
1: already got should one be, you already got yours week.
0: well aren't you special i know uh so it should be in your mailbox <laughs> if it isn't in your mailbox then it's probably already on the coffee table or in your bag and uh, don't forget to Pull it out and read it this week uh, because we have some good stuff to dig into in The Lutheran Witness with our favorite managing editor of The Lutheran Witness in studio today. We, thanks, to, thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. In studio today, Rachel Bomberger, managing editor of The Lutheran Witness. Thanks so much for joining us for the March issue.
2: Thank you, and thanks for... Having me, my two favorite coffee hour hosts.
1: <laughs>
0: well, as it is.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like you're my favorite child. Wait, you're my only child. <laughs>
1: Hopefully.
2: <laughs> that would be a different conversation.
0: <laughs> the Lutheran Witness March issue Life Together Set Apart. Uh, tell me about this theme this month Life Together Set Apart. It feels like there should be a yet in there somewhere. Uh, uh,
2: yes, yes. Well as you remember, we, this this the last three months have been all about sort of uh roofing on uh this old favorite, old at this point, but it's not that old. And yet it is old because it's mm-hmm. throughout the whole history of the church, but the witness, mercy, life together. So we did witness in January, we did mercy in February, and of course we've gotta gotta round it up off with life together. But there's, it's a little more complicated than that, hence life together set apart. So in this issue, we're really doing two things that fit together really well. Um, one is life together, fellowship. How do we understand and live out this incredible love that we have for one another in the church? Um, but then tied into that is, what is our relationship to everything outside the church? Um so the whole in-the-world-but-not-of-the-world question, which I think really does, in fact, tie in well with our understanding of what is our fellowship and how um, how tightly and how exclusive is that fellowship. Um, so there's a lot of interesting uh, tension mm. in this issue, but I, I think it really brought some important things to the forefront, hmm. for me That's- at least.
1: Yeah, that's I had not thought about that aspect of life together before that that our life together also includes uh, how we interact uh, with with uh, people outside the church, too, because part of our life together is uh, is reacting to that to the culture that happens around us.
2: Yeah, a lot of my I guess the inspiration for this issue was some of the thinking that I did a, a couple of years ago. Again, feels strange that it's so far now, but when Rod Dreyer's book The Benedict Option mm-hmm. came out, and you know, because not everyone's read that book, you know, there's no actual mention of it in the issue, but you can sort of see some of those themes uh, played with mm-hmm. um, and taken through and, and applied and tested. Um, but in The Benedict Option, he basically argued that culture is failing. You know, we're entering a, a new post-Christian era, and so how do Christians react to this hostile culture? And, and his answer was to follow in the example of Benedict of Nursia, take everyone, go up in a monastery in the hillsides, and try to preserve what you can of, of Christianity. <laughs> now, of course, he has—that's he has. Um, that's a very simplistic uh explanation of of what he's doing what he's really saying is don't go up on the hills but sort of imagine make sure that your relationships in the church are the most important relationships that you have that that you're forming nurturing faith communities and we would i think go along with that Mm -hmm. that idea that the the church is this refuge Mm -hmm. um for those of us who are in christ to come together to love one another to care for one another and to uh provide an alternative to the all the nastiness outside <laughs> yeah.
0: sure we we refer to it as the ark sometimes so yeah. when we talk about the mm-hmm. church we refer to it as the ark or as you say the, the place of refuge sometimes a, a hospital as well all images that right where uh we, we come uh into uh, we're brought into really i should say we're brought into this this place of refuge by god's grace and in that um we find in one another too that 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 encouragement that that comfort that fellowship.
2: Yeah, but this is this is a place not where we wall ourselves in, but where people are coming in, where we are going out to share love, and and so that creates some tension. I, mm. I think you know, as soon as you say in the world but not of the world, people say, "Yeah, but what exactly does that mean? What
0: does that look like? What does that look
2: like? Yeah, we're like? yeah. yeah. uh, visual. Are we? <laughs> and this is again simplistic language, but. Are we going to save the world or are we going to save ourselves from the world? Now, of course, we don't do any of the saving in this. It's all in Christ. And I think that's where the answer, mm-hmm. you know, can be found in it. and And a couple of our authors, perhaps, um, two Joels actually Reverend Dr. Joel Alouski and the Reverend Dr. Joel Bierman <laughs> both have uh, both have articles in this issue, um, looking at how the early church did this, how Lutheran theology did did this, and and I won't spoil their takeaways there, but but it's really really worth walking along with them on this journey and realizing, okay, well they it's never going to not be hard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe, maybe we can catch a vision for what this looks like.
0: And you address, I think, probably the most difficult question of all, to include cream of mushroom soup or not (laughs) with green beans.
2: Yes. well,
1: In your
0: article.
2: I vote yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, fellowship. I mean, how do we when we're, we're faced with a hostile world on the outside, and it is increasingly, you know, an uncomfortable place for Christians to be in secular society, but what does life look like in this refuge? And, and so I pulled out um, a few sort of iconic things that are specific to our church family. Um, you've got uh, Dr. Jeffrey Blersch, um writing on the power of music and specifically singing together Mm -hmm. to create community. You've got um, Joshua Kittleman, a professor at uh, Concordia Ann Arbor. Shout out to my alma mater! Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but writing on the power of serving together to bring young people into fellowship with one another and with the, with the whole church. And then, I wrote an article that I've been looking forward to for months. <laughs> that is a loving tribute to the Lutheran potluck, because in these these fellowship meals, I see a wonderful example of how this idea of Christian fellowship. Um, that is pouring itself out in love, giving, receiving, sitting together, um, it it just all comes out. And no, you don't need tuna noodle casserole to have a good potluck. Well, I mean, can if you want to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we we joke about the Lutheran potluck and and how it's, you know, a typical thing, but it does... um, uh, there 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 is that fellowship and and that is a time when when we all come together uh to share our our gifts of food making cooking skills I don't mm-hmm. know um but also to share we share
2: uh the love of Christ with you, with each other in that setting too yeah yeah we do and and you share yourself for real mm-hmm. like you know sarah <laughs> i'm sure when you bring stuff to the potluck it's stuff that you can eat it is and then other people <laughs> get to experience your What it's like to eat like Sarah? What it's like to eat like Sarah? <laughs> and it's I It's really not all that bad. I you. I sort of joked in the article about how, you know, I am I like kale mm. a lot. And so I will often You
0: admit to it.
2: lately bring a the kale salad and <laughs> people people do sort of raise an eyebrow a little bit, but you know what? They make room for it. And then they try a little bit of it. And then not only do they know a little bit more Mm -hmm. about me and who I am, but they've shared it with me, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's this, this beautiful, I don't know, symbol of fellowship that I, and unfortunately it's, it's dying. Hmm. I think it, you see fewer and fewer of these, and I really would love to revive this tradition of just putting a date on the calendar that says potluck today and people just show up with food and then they pray and then they sit and they eat and they all clean (laughs) up together and then they go home. (laughs) You know, it's so simple, but. So beautiful.
0: And in mm-hmm. that time, though, you learn so much about one another and learn about ways that you can demonstrate that love and mercy for one another, too, mm-hmm. in, in your daily lives, just from sitting down and having a meal together. I recall, you know, each summer, uh, our congregation having a picnic.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: every summer, I think, why do we do this once a year? Yeah. Why, don't why don't we, we do, do this like more frequently Every than this month. because we enjoy the conversation so much and you know it's it's around the food and um so we always just enjoy that time together and there's so much um that that we learn about one another and mm-hmm. provides more opportunities to serve one another from there
1: yeah um and and pro tip if anybody is looking for a new church if you've moved visit them on their church picnic day
2: Yes. You will learn a lot. <laughs> First
1: of all, it's free food, which, you know, but you'll learn so much about the congregation and how they treat each other and, and how they love each other mm-hmm. um, by visiting a congregation when
2: they have one of those meals. And, and how they love you. Because yes, exactly. I, you know, no one has ever, as I mentioned in the in the article, no one has ever turned away from a potluck. You show right. up and you're like, oh, I didn't know there was a potluck today. Everyone's like, come, come eat. help There's us eat. There's plenty of food. <laughs>
0: There are twelve and, varieties of jello Don't yes. worry.
2: and so I just love that um yeah, and it 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 sort of is is one aspect of this life together set of set apart that really makes me happy.
0: <laughs> food has that effect on like us food. too
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so the uh the March issue life together set apart uh in mailboxes now. Get it, read it. If, if you only have time to read one article today, what's the one to read today and then read the rest throughout the month?
2: I'm going to say Joel Olowski, Life Among the Pagans. Okay, sit so down mm-hmm. and read that one title? today. Yeah. <laughs> Early Christians and how their way of living together, apart, in the world, but separate from the world, really not only um, it modeled a way of living that transcended their culture and changed the world. There you have Boy, it. That's a teaser. <laughs>
0: go read it. <laughs> uh, where to get, if if you don't have Lutheran Witness in your
2: mailbox today. Okay, well, there are two places you can go. If you don't have a subscription to the magazine, go to cph.org slash witness, like right now, and take care of that. If you want to take a look at the entire table of contents um, for this month, you can go to witness.lcms.org and get a few sort of teaser freebie things there to show you what it's all about.
0: Rachel Bumberger, she's the managing editor of the Lutheran Witness and uh, potluck hostess extraordinaire.
2: Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish. <laughs> Thanks so much
0: for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Camp week up next here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.